1: state restrictions apply and we're also brought to you by the nascar gambling podcast start your engines with rod and cody and get ready to gamble on the daytona 500 this sunday and welcome in the fantasy hockey podcast presented by the mothership the sports gambling podcast network i am your host and joining me as always is my co-host mr nick olzak how are we doing sir
0: Doing good, doing good. Uh can kinda kinda been neglecting fantasy hockey to say the least. I need to get deeper into it again because after that all-star break, that week off just threw everything off for me. So I gotta pick it back up here. We're down by measly just about a hundred points now. Oh not the worst, not the worst deficit. Only- I mean I hey this guy I'm playing. I've came back from down one fifty again. It's Friday Canada. though. Yeah, well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. you Get Some games in, you never know. I mean, he doesn't change out his players every day, you just get the upper hand on games, you never know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: been off on cold,
0: the, yeah, right? Been off on the college hockey end as of late. Um, don't play again till next weekend, so um, yeah, looking forward to that, and also looking forward to getting in some hockey talk. It feels like forever since we've talked fantasy hockey, just not a lot to talk about as of late with the all star break coming in, right. And whatnot, so ready to get into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, took the last week off with the All-Star break. Uh wasn't impressed uh with the All-Star experience to to say the least. Um yeah, NHL really needs to clean up its marketing and, and figure mm-hmm. out how to, you know, get people to like this game again. I don't know what it is. It's certainly not going to be a streak on the puck, but uh um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh I feel like it's like really watered down. Uh mm-hmm. great for great, great for young kids, but man, you mm-hmm. know, we need a product for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially with like gambling now, how relevant it is in, uh, in sports and athletics. Uh, man, I feel like they could do a lot of fun, fun things with this uh, with this league. But yeah, mm-hmm. I digress. Uh, let's jump into some waiver wire talk. We're going to be looking at guys with low ownership rates that have been clicking uh, you know, since the All-Star break mm-hmm. or maybe even a little bit beyond that. Uh, first up, we've got a couple of Detroit Red Wings. We've got uh, Robbie Fabry and Tyler Bertuzzi. Wings are on a bit of a run here. They've won five in a row, and they have been scoring quite a bit across that stretch. Uh, in fact, in their last four games, they've scored at least five goals or more. Uh, one of those games, they hit six goals with a 6-1 win against Vancouver. Uh, they've cashed a couple of tickets for me on that stretch. been liking what I've gotten from the team. In uh, Robbie Fabry, we've got uh, three goals in the last three games. Tyler Bertuzzi, you've got, uh, what is it, f- uh, five points in the last four games. Uh, Any uh, preference on one of these two guys over the other, you know, as far as uh, Mm -hmm. who do you want to pick up in fantasy? Fabry, 7% rostered. Bertuzzi, 21% rostered. So readily available.
0: Yeah, I like Robbie Fabry a little bit more just because, number one, he's going to be readily available. And number two, at this rate he is clicking at, he's been clicking at a little bit of a higher rate. His plus minus has been a little bit better on the year so far. Just as a whole right now, Fabry is a plus three, while Bertuzzi is minus nine. Something to note in there. And uh, it's crazy. Uh, Bertuzzi has 25 shots, or sorry, Fabry has 25 shots on goal in the year and has seven goals. Pretty good Mm -hmm. shooting percentage. Sitting pretty on the first power play with Tyler Bertuzzi as well, uh, with Dylan Larkin. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he is definitely uh, my pick for sure here. Um, Wings are on a heater right now. He's uh, wreaking all the benefits of that. I like the schedule coming up. I know they uh, hit the road uh, this weekend. They've got uh, Seattle and Washington. Then Mm -hmm. you come back home against uh, the Lightning and the Rangers. I think they can steal a couple uh, games out there, and Fabry can uh, produce some points. But, yeah, definitely like him over Bertuzzi. Because I also think Bertuzzi was injured for a while, and Mm -hmm. his plus-minus, just looking down the stretch, he had like a stretch of four games where he was a minus. That category, especially if you're in a categories league, Really don't want to have that hurting you, but um, yeah, still looking good, like you said, five points in the last four games. But yeah, I think the upper hand goes to Fabry. I don't know, I gotta go,
1: uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. We're always talking up, um, we're always talking up, uh, Shoresy's from actually from Mm -hmm. Sudbury. Uh, Mm -hmm. he's got one goal, four assists in his last four games, playing on the top line, and yeah, he's only played in 23 games this season, and Fabry's only played in 18, so they've both, uh, um, kind of been sharing their, um, their fair share of injuries, I guess, and time off mm. the ice. So um, I'll take Bertuzzi just because he's playing on the top line with Larkin. Larkin's been going absolutely crazy. I, w- I like to get as close to that as possible. Fabry's on that second line with Andrew Kopp and Michael Rasmussen. Don't hate it, but don't love it. Like, I like Andrew mm. Kopp a lot, but Rasmussen's more of a, you know, run, not much of a run-em-up, he's more of a fill him <laughs> in you know, right. type of player. So, yeah, I'll go with Bertuzzi here, but I, I don't think either of these guys would be on my uh, roster, you know, long-term. Um mm. I feel like they're decent plays in the meantime, you know, until until the wings get off this heater. Uh, Next up, we have uh, Dylan Dubé, who is also on a heater. Goals in three straight games, four goals in his last three games, including a two-goal performance against Ottawa on the 13th. Also had three assists against Buffalo on the 11th uh, after the All-Star break. Fair amount of points here since the All-Star break, playing on the top line with Lindholm and Toffoli another readily available option. I got to feel like he's a good buy right now. What do you think?
0: Yeah, definitely readily available. His stats uh, have been really good. Was that uh, five goals and three assists in the last three games, including Mm -hmm. a four-point game against the Buffalo Sabres team that's surging right now. And, yeah, definitely a lot to love about him. Um, Right now he's sitting on that first power play with Backlund and Lindholm. In Calgary, they've been going back and forth with their games. They haven't been on the best run, but Dubay is managing to – get the puck up to the net and yeah, I definitely like him I don't think he's one of those guys can be a long-term ad but mm-hmm. I definitely like him uh, for sure and one thing to note is that uh, if you can get the right shots on goal prop his uh, shots on goal are consistent because he's going three four three uh, three four so mm-hmm. right around three to four shots on goal so if you're the betting man then I would suggest trying to find that prop where you could get you know over two and a half on him but yeah, definitely, I like him, but he's definitely not a long-term option for me. But if you are going to get him, uh, get him now, uh, plus 16% roster in the last day. So his ownership rate is going up a lot. People are catching the word on him. And so, yeah, definitely uh, snag up some Dylan Dubé. Yeah, four goals, three assists in his last
1: three games. And like Nick noted, getting the puck to the net with some frequency, definitely things that we like, you know, some boxes we like to check when adding somebody in fantasy hockey. So. Doing a lot of things right. And, yeah, the fantasy production has been big. 7.6, 16.7, 27.7 7, these last three games. Uh, ride that ride that uh, um, bike till the wheels fall off for sure. Uh, next up, we've got Philip Grubauer. Uh, he's got a couple of wins in his last three starts. And like we had predicted on our last podcast, he is taking the majority of the starts uh, down the stretch here. Uh, I want to say through the last eight games, he has, what is that, uh, Five five starts? 6 starts. Yeah, it looks right. Yeah, 6 starts. Wins haven't been there consistently yet. He has about three wins uh, across that stretch, uh, but he's only allowed more than two goals just once. Um doesn't it only has one really big save night. That was up against Winnipeg. Winnipeg, you know, generates a lot of shots, but the defense has been pretty good. You know, they only allowed uh 19 shots on the 16th. They only allowed 18 shots on uh the 12th that was to Philadelphia in both of those games and the two games prior to that that he had started he only faced uh, 26 and 25 shots so mm-hmm. Kraken actually cleaning up the defense a little bit you know the the narrative on them is that you know they score a lot of goals but they don't play great defense so they've been cleaning mm-hmm. it up a little bit and if Grubauer is still you know the the bye goalie that I was you know referring to in the last podcast i think this is again still creating a very good situation and he's only 25% rostered
0: you, yeah you, I, uh, I was going to say yeah i agree there i think uh Grubauer playing on a Seattle team like this, they've been really good this year. And their defense, like you said, cleaning it up. And they're yeah, he's not facing a lot of shots, which can be a good and a bad thing because you see a lot of goalies. They really don't necessarily get the wins, but they see a lot of shots. While Grubauer, on the other hand, he doesn't see a lot of shots, but he gets the wins. And he's locking up a decent amount of fantasy points. Some of the nights are a little concerning, I will say. Like uh, this game on the 12th in Philadelphia, only had five points and a win like you should get more out of that and then uh, nine points against Philly again but um, yeah I like the schedule coming up here I like uh, Detroit at home I like San Jose on the road Boston I think that's another winnable game even though they're going into Boston they went there and beat them on home ice yeah that's gonna be it's gonna be tough but they did it before but yeah I see Grubauer getting a majority of these starts here only 25% roster so yeah definitely someone I would uh, get on and Also worth mentioning, plus 9% roster in the last day. So his ownership rate is going up. So if you're going to get him, get him soon. But yeah, I would definitely, for me, I'd plug him in um, if I needed to start for sure in some of these matchups, especially against like Detroit and San Jose. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with it. Like I said, I think he's going to be the
1: guy down the stretch over Martin Jones. Martin Jones has dominated the box scores, you know, up to this point. But I think it feels like Grubauer is going to be the guy going forward, at least, you know, mm-hmm. what they're showing us with these starts as of recently. And looks like the defense is playing pretty well in front of him as well. So. Right. Uh, next up, we have Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, he has two goals and two assists in his last five games. and is a plus two. He's playing on the third line with Philip Hedel who was also on a bit of a heater recently, and Capo Caco. Uh, kind of a young, aggressive, fast line, but you know, still getting kind of third-line minutes here. Got bumped down the roster after the Tarasenko uh, trade, after they acquired him from St. Louis. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Lafreniere?
0: Yeah, he's definitely a good option. Like His number, he's not putting the puck in the back of that a lot, but this Rangers team, they're scoring a lot of goals. From every game up until the 27th, they've had at least four goals a game. And uh, what was it, the last three games, they've had six goals. So Mm -hmm. a team that's producing a lot of offense, and I think that uh, Lafreniere can uh, get a little bit more of that. But I think when that dies down, I think, uh, yeah, you kind of peel off from him. 30% roster right now, only eight goals in the year. But, um, yeah, as a third-line plug-and-play player, I think he serves a good role on a fantasy roster, especially with – the Rangers scoring as much as they do. And yeah, he he also is on the second power play with uh, Lafreniere, or sorry, Trocek and Kako. Mm-hmm. And one thing to note, too, uh, with the Rangers that was interesting, after the first few games, they actually split up Panarin and Tarasenko. Kind of interesting. Really. Yeah. Yeah, Kreider and Zabinjad, Tarasenko, and then uh, Panarin, Trocek, VC. Interesting. Well, maybe
1: mm-hmm. uh, we'll see another shakeup and Lafreniere can move up. I, I'm not mm-hmm. really... That, that into buying him, I mean, he's trending mm-hmm. for sure, like, in a, in a good direction. But mm-hmm. last couple of games, he's, you know, played under 15 minutes. I'd probably hold off now until maybe you see mm-hmm. kind of a realignment. Um right. Nothing bad about his game, but nothing just, you know, overwhelming. Like, these next mm-hmm. couple of guys here, I think I would probably prefer over him, you know, if I'm filling a spot. All um, right. So, next guy up, Nick Schmaltz, absolutely on a heater. Seven goals, seven assists, plus seven in his last nine games. Uh, plays on the top line with uh Barrett Hayton and Clayton Keller, you know, F- Phoenix or whatever, Arizona, never a good situation, right? Like, not really trying mm-hmm. to invest in these guys long term, but man, dude's on, <laughs> dude's on his game right now, we can, you really can't deny it. Yeah, he's at 36% rostered, so mm-hmm. feels like an easy ad, plus 16% yeah, he, in the last day,
0: easy add, for sure. And the ice time compared to a lot of these guys is there, he's playing or you know, around 19 to 12, up to 24 minutes a night. He played in a win up against Nashville the other night. And yeah, he really contributes to their offense a lot, even in these tight games where they're losing like a six, five loss to St. Louis. He still put up four points for a goal and three assists. And yeah, he's been a really uh, key piece of that puzzle in Arizona. Like you mentioned, plus 16 in the last day. So definitely get on him soon. And he's on the first power play with uh, Nick Bukstad and Barrett Hayton. So I like that. And, uh, Yeah, I will definitely uh, be adding him for sure. I think I've added him a lot throughout the year. He's been in and out of my lineup. But, man, I got to wonder with these Coyotes, what's happening with Jacob Chikrin? Because he's off the Daily Faceoff lineup. They are Mm -hmm. saying he's going to the Kings, but now they're saying that the Kings don't want him. It's just like such a (laughs) mess over there. We'll see how it it plays out. Because, yeah, I think, what was it, the Coyotes wanted like Brant Clark and Quinn Byfield trick runs yeah it's
1: kind of it's kind of a lot mm-hmm. uh schmaltz is playing a lot of minutes uh was it the last two games he's played at least 23 minutes oh. or more 23 and 24 minutes and in the games prior 18 19 19 22 so play, getting a lot of time on the ice and again checking a lot of boxes for you know acquirement criteria right scoring a lot mm-hmm. of goals getting a lot of assists. he's a plus zero on the season. Uh, I don't have his total games. I wanted to to pull that up because I know he's a plus seven in his last nine. So that means at one point he was probably like a minus seven or minus nine. Mm -hmm. So definitely digging his way out of uh, the plus minus dungeon. Don't hate it. Mm -hmm. Don't hate it. Again, someone I would probably have over like to pick up over like an Alexi Lafreniere. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, we have Raphael Harvey Pinard. Um, Also on a bit of a terror. He's played 11 games so far this season. In those 11 games, he scored seven goals. Two assists, and he's a plus four. Dude is killing it. Uh, he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but now mm-hmm. he is got getting a lot of playing time. He's on the top line with Suzuki and Anderson, getting pucks on net, scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he scored a goal in every other game so far since mm-hmm. the 19th of January.
0: Yeah, could definitely get down with him. Came up from the jungle, uh, in Laval playing in the AHL because, like we've mentioned every week, this injury list just gets longer and longer with Montreal. You got on offense, Monahan, Caulfield, Jake Evans, mm-hmm. Slavkovsky, Gallagher. Now Kirby Dock is out. So, Penard moving up that lineup, he's getting a lot more ice time. You know, mm-hmm. he came in, he kind of was like a fourth liner. And I think we said something about him one show, and you were like, hmm, might have to add him to this year. I think one of the nights he, uh, yeah, it was the night I think in Detroit or something, he was doing really good, and mm-hmm. we were talking about him a little bit. But, yeah, he's been uh, really good for them. Martin St. Louis got him on that first line with Suzuki Anderson as well as with those guys in the power play. And for you know a low-budget move with the Montreal Canadiens, I think this guy could be a really good uh, option to slot in and out of your lineup. The schedule is going to be tough. Um, mm-hmm. you got Toronto, New Jersey, and Philly all on the road in the next three. Go back home against Ottawa, and then you play um, San Jose. But coming up next week here, let me look at the calendar yeah coming into next week and then the following week he's got a lot of games he plays saturday the 18th 21st then the 24th and then he's got uh, the 25th and the 28th so he's definitely getting a lot of games in here coming up like that about him for sure so yeah definitely someone i would slot in the lineup um plus nine percent uh roster in the last day 12 percent roster as a whole so definitely going to be available and yeah i think he could uh be someone that who, who knows maybe he could uh stick around the roster a little bit if uh this production continues
1: yeah i could definitely see it and i mean i why not i mean mm. the team is completely in shred so i feel like right. there's nothing but a home for him uh right mm. now um whether somebody comes mm. back and he gets moved down the lineup like i said he's he scored a goal every other mm. game for a month obviously we did have a little bit of a reprieve for the all-star break but Still, uh, he's got the touch right now. He's on fire, so mm. definitely someone that I'm I'm willing to pick up and roster until there's a significant reason to give him off the off the team. All right, let's hit a quick word from the sponsor. Pay a quick bill here, and we'll be right back. Uh, winbet is the official online sportsbook of the sports gambling podcast network winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays aka WinBet's build your own bet great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at winbet and if you're ready to play you can sign up today and receive a special offer bet 100 Get $100, limited estate availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, and we're back in getting through the last bit here of our uh, fantasy hockey waiver ad candidates. Next up on the list, we've got Mr. Andres Palat. Uh, ownership rates a little bit higher. Uh, he's been on and off the ice with injuries this season. He's 40% rostered, has six goals and eight assists on the season. And what do I have here? Two goals, four assists in his last five games. Mm
0: -hmm. Good,
1: but not great. But he's also playing on the top line with Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt. Uh, good or bad addition? What do you think?
0: I think he's a good addition for sure. He's playing on that, uh, first line in New Jersey there with Heischer and Bratt. Definitely like that for sure. (laughs) Note. New Jersey, New Jersey scores a lot of goals on offense. They get a lot going. Uh, Palad will reap uh, the benefits of that, and I think that his line mate will change if he stays there. Is Jack Hughes? Um, he's out right now. He could come back in the lineup. I know him, and he sure go back and forth. Also, in the first power play unit with uh, Nico Hischer and Thomas. Tata. So definitely love that there. And yeah, he's been looking really good so far. I know he's been in and out. Of the, he was out in and out of the lineup early in the year. Now he's coming back looking solid points in four of his last five games well the ownership is high it's uh it's up in the last day a lot so um i think you can get on him now and probably be able to snag him up in your league for sure the ice time is meh you know 15 18 minutes a game don't love it don't hate it but yeah definitely someone i would uh take a good look at andre Pilat. Always been a big fan of him.
1: Loved when he was signed uh, to come to the Devils. Um, good situation, but the you know the playing time, like you would mentioned, been down a little bit the last couple of games. But you know if you're just looking for like you know a flyer to add, I think he's in a good position to get you some production. You mm-hmm. know, going to see how the line shakes up again. Like you had mentioned, when Hughes comes back from his injury, uh, I think that's going to be probably towards the end of probably like a week from today. I would say he would be back at least. I think it was like a two to three week injury, but feeling like he's going to be back at least within a week. So we'll see how that shakes out, but he'll still be a top six player. Um, Definitely going to be, you know, included in the power play line. So I think he's a good add, but there may be moments where, you know, he kind of, you know, dries out a little bit where, you know, he he, uh, doesn't bring home like, you know, Uber, you know, production, you know, super high numbers, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't had a negative game in his last 10. So, you know, not going to, not going to bury you, but may not uh, pull vault you to the top. All right. Next up, we have Mr. Boone Jenner. Uh, was on one of our recent shows uh, for trending. He had goals in like three consecutive games at one point. Cooled off. Now he's back with it again. He's got uh, four points in his last three games: two goals, two assists. Any, anything, uh, anything worth looking at here,
0: Nick? Um, it's hard to say, really. You gotta, uh, you'll have to remember he's on the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's similar to a couple other situations here. But I mean, I don't love it. I don't hate it. He's got a lot of games where he's in the uh, you're sorry, he's not in the negatives. Got a mm-hmm. lot of multi multi point games here. Love to see that, and yeah, definitely someone you could look at for sure. Plays on the first line with Johnny Hockey and Kirill Marchenko, as well as the first power play unit with those uh, two. So mm-hmm. he could be a good move, I think, for uh, fantasy. I, I mean, I wish he had a center left wing, uh, personally designation. I think I've seen him play that a couple times. Wish he had that. He's only a center, but he's been in and out of my lineup this year. Uh, kind of one of those guys. He's like on and off. Don't love it, don't hate it. They got uh, an interesting schedule coming up. You got Dallas on the road, Arizona. I would definitely get him in the game against on the nineteenth, which would be this Sunday against Arizona. Then you've got Minnesota, Edmonton at home, and then Minnesota on the road again. So don't, yeah, just one of those situations. Don't love it, don't hate it. I don't think it'll hurt you, but uh, yeah, I personally, I would definitely get on some uh, Boone Jenner. I don't really hate it,
1: but I also don't love it. Uh, we, mm-hmm. We've seen the the dry spill. We've seen the peaks. We've seen the valleys. But dude plays a lot of minutes. He's on the ice mm-hmm. a ton. He's got 16 goals, 14 assists on the season. But he's also a, a minus nine. He's played 44 games this season. So mm-hmm. it was about 30 points, 44 games. I don't hate that rate, but I don't love it either. Uh, Marchenko and Goudreau, they've, they've helped uh, you know turn around the, the team a little bit. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, those sporadic wins will uh help our Blackhawks uh, you know fall down the board a bit here. But uh yeah, not a good team, not a great situation. But dude plays a lot. If you're hungry for points, if you're getting mm-hmm. in like desperation mode, I think Booten Jenner, you know, fits that mold, you know, for that situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up we have uh Anthony Sorelli, 18% mm-hmm. rostered. Interesting. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, he's got three goals and three assists and he's a plus six in his last four games. I'm not sure of his line designation. Where's he at in the lineup?
0: Uh, sitting on line two with Stamkos and Kalorn. I got to feel that's
1: been a recent change.
0: <laughs> I mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's gotta be a new thing. Uh, Cause his,
1: you know, season long production would not suggest uh, these type of num- numbers or his ownership mm-hmm. rate. Um, if that's the case, then yeah, the numbers are there. Situation's mm-hmm. there. Good team. Lots of scoring opportunities. Why is he only 18% rostered?
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I think it's probably because his consistency is – it kind of takes a dry spill almost. You know, you look at back towards uh, January into February, he was not buzzing at all. He was ice cold for a while. Went on a little stretch where I think the most points he had was three points and then, yeah, just not a lot, but starting to kick it, starting to pick it back up at now and uh, at, create a lot more fantasy value here. Six goals, 11 assists on the season – and uh, was this yeah three points or four points have come in his last three games here with three goals and an assist or sorry if uh what was this three goals and three assists in his last four yeah so definitely a lot to love here um, playing on that line too like I said with Zarelli and Kalorn and um, not really getting any power play he's on the penalty kill which could have its positive and negative effects but I also think the lines can change too I know mm-hmm. they moved Brandon Hagel around the lineup he's been. Someone I added early, and he—I loved him in fantasy. Former Hawk, and yeah, you know, you could very well see Sorelli move up. But they kind of move—they move guys in and out around that uh, lineup. I've seen Nick Paul play in the second line before. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, Ross Colton play up there, so I think Anthony Sorelli is also in position to get more ice time here. The production continues, but yeah, definitely uh, viable production for sure. And it only uh, 18% roster, and plus 11 in the last day. Get on him now while you still can because, uh yeah, he's going out like hotcakes.
1: <laughs> like hotcakes, 11%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Still readily available. Um He's got a lot of shots on goal through his last five games. He had a couple of games with mm-hmm. at least five. So, got to imagine mm-hmm. this rate's going to continue. Uh Definitely someone I would trust to, like, you know, like, save me, you know, put me in a much mm-hmm. better situation, whether I'm struggling to get into, like, playoff contention or – You know, I'm at the bottom of the barrel of my league, like Mm -hmm. picking up an Anthony Sorelli and a couple of these other guys, like a Nick Schmaltz, um, who was the other one, Penard. You know, they could really, Mm -hmm. you know, turn around the back end of your fantasy season. So definitely some key names there. Uh, Last name up here, you know, maybe another far cry for a goalie position. We've got Connor Ingram of the Arizona Coyotes. We always talk about, you know, Vizmelka and why he's so great, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to get you wins, but he is going to get you fantasy points and saves. Connor mm-hmm. Ingram, he's kind of entered the conversation, and what is it in his last one, two, three, four, five starts, he has at least nine fantasy points or more, and four out of these five, he has double digits. You know, like, mm-hmm. and he's not playing in you know every game, but he's had a pretty decent rate where he's getting you know in the net every other game for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting a lot of starts here, and uh, I really like this when We kind of talked about uh, with Grubauer. Uh, Ingram's kind of on the opposite spectrum of this. He sees a lot of shots, but uh, he might not always get the wins. But he locks up the fancy points. And I'll tell you what, I had I knew some guys who uh took uh, uh Tampa in that one nothing game. and Ingram had a 47 save shutout, got the opportunity to catch him last Friday against the Blackhawks. Looked really good. And yeah, what do you allow 40 shots or 40? Yeah, 44 uh shots against the Blackhawks. Which come on, they're the Blackhawks. It just shows. He's got Mad. no defense. Just shows he's got no defense in front of him, but uh, he manages to keep the puck out of the net. Can't really hit it here. I'm liking this schedule here. You only got one road game against LA, but then you got Columbus, Calgary, Nashville, and mm-hmm. Chicago all at home. All favorable games. You know, you see Ingram split the starts, even take like Calgary and Nashville. I still like him in those games. I think uh, he can get a lot of saves and a lot of shots. Definitely a lot going for him. Only three percent roster too. Like this guy is getting in every other game. Just about I don't know why his ownership rate's so low. Yeah, uh, not many sharps on him in the the fantasy community apparently
1: because uh, these are the type of plays that will you know again win you leagues, get you out of the hole, whatever you're going to need. uh, Because you know you're just playing the numbers here. It's not sexy. He only has Mm -hmm. one win in his last five starts, but you know he's getting it done. Like Nick had mentioned, that shutout. Um, mm. so yeah, not a sexy name, but a very good situation because they're just going to be bad on defense and maybe they make some more moves somehow to, to mm. make them even worse. If they want to get in further contention of, uh, you know, the Bedard situation. Right. All right. That's all we have for today. Do you have anything to share before we head out?
0: Yeah. Check me on Twitter. Face off with those for fancy hockey content and child content, whatnot, everything over there as well as ONU tigers hockey on Twitter. Follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. We play next weekend. Playoffs start. Been off for a couple weeks. So looking forward to, get to getting to it. And uh, hopefully coming back in fantasy hockey. This is, this is looking rough here. Yeah, best of
1: luck to you. I'm uh, mm-hmm.
0: in a bit of a lead right now. We'll see
1: how that plays out. Uh, take care. Be well, everybody. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you later.